welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, I am so excited with our theme this year with Take Ground. And uh, everywhere I went this last week, everybody was like, take ground, take ground. Don't ring the bell, pedal. I was loving every minute of it. And uh, if you haven't done it already, I've met so many people that are like, Chaska, you know, and uh, if you're in that area, text Chaska, the 94,000, and we'll get that group together. And if you have not seen the message or you don't know the goals, be sure to get up to speed because we're going for 12 million for Kingdom Builders. We're going for a record number of water baptism. We're starting the campus in Chaska. You get, we want to be the first church in the assemblies out of 300 and some thousand churches to give uh, 10 million to world missions. So excitement all about, yeah, yeah. So I was praying about the sermons for the year, and this one was one that God brought to me right away. And so right in the beginning of the year, I want us to hear this message and to be praying this prayer because uh, back early in the early 2000s, okay, now I realize this for our church, we're a young church, and so many of you were not part of this. Maybe you didn't know Jesus, or you were just like five or whatever. Uh, but in the early 2000s, there was a book called The Prayer of Jabez. Bruce Wilkinson wrote it, and pretty much uh, every church we were, you know, associated with was preaching the sermon around this, you know, book and the prayer of Jabez found in the Bible. And we started praying it. And for five years, it was like going around the nation. He sold over 9 million copies of this little book. And uh, yeah, and it was really um, one sentence, like one verse from the Bible that has four parts. So I'm going to read two verses, but the, the prayer is found in one verse. And it's found in First Chronicles chapter 4, uh, verse 10 is where the prayer is, but I'll start with verse 9. It says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. So that, that little simple thing right there in the, in the midst of all this genealogy, 44 names before, and then also we get to Jabez. Then we get this little nugget right there that turns into a sermon. And other people have preached a sermon, which turned into a book, which sold 9 million copies. I mean, incredible. And, and so prayer of Jabez is making a comeback at River Valley Church. All right. We did it early on. And I do realize that like our two boys, Connor and Logan, they're both on staff at the church as pastor. I mean, they have no clue that we did this back in the early 2000s. And so this is fresh for them. I wish I wrote the book. But anyways, all right, it's fresh and it's new. Now, a couple things I want to tell you about this. You do not have to pray this prayer verbatim, all right? So it's not like, you know, come Lord Jesus, be our guest and let these, three. you know, it's not like, all right, we're not going to do rote, like Matthew chapter six, verse seven, eight. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think they'll be heard because there are many words. Do not be like them for your father knows that you need to, before you ask. All right. So we're not going to be like babbling, like vain repetition. Some verses say like, we're not just going to be babbling this and okay. okay, uh, I want to say it exactly right or else it doesn't work. You know, that's not it. The principles, the concepts that are there. Now you can pray word for word if you want. But you can pray it in any translation, any version, but we're going to pray the principles of this. So you don't have to pray it verbatim. Um, and the second thing is, this is not the key to all you hope for. 
It's like, now that I'm praying prayer of Jabez, this is the year I'm getting married. No, I've, I've been missing it always, ever since. No, it's not like, it's like, oh, prayer of Jabez. It's not that, all right? It is a tool, a tool of the many prayers that are in the Bible. And we can just see from this that it's a simple prayer and it's something we could pray as well. And so we're gonna pray this prayer uh, throughout the year. Uh, again, but we're not going to be bound up that it has to be word for word or this or that it's, it's oh, you didn't pray prayer of Jabez this week. All right, but we're going to pray this. Now, the, the, the Bible tells us this guy was uh, an honorable guy. He was a good guy. It says in verse nine, now he was more honorable than his brothers and his mother called him his name Jabez saying, because I bore him in pain. Now, he, he, he was good. He was honorable. And so were his brothers, but he stood out. And his name literally... It says right there, means pain. So could you imagine introducing yourself to people like, what's your name? Pain. Did you say Bane? No, that's Batman years from now. You know, it's not Bane. It's pain. It's pain. My mom had a lot of pain with me and I'm pain, okay? You know, she should have said Bane. You know, I mean, like, like that's his name. He has to go around all the time. And I mean, I will tell you this, like even my name, as much as we're into missions, you know, like I love my name, Rob, Robert, Nada for dad, love it. But there are some countries I go to and they say, like, what's your name? And I'm like, Rob. And I was in like um, Thailand and they go, like, rob me? And I was like, no, I'm not going to rob you, but that's my name. You know, and then I don't even have like a biblical middle name, you know, Ferdinand, Robert Ferdinand, you know. I mean, it's interesting, my mom and dad, Robert Ferdinand, then my younger brother, Richard Treffley, weird middle name, right? You know, named after a relative. And then Roger Keene, my mom's maiden name. Then my mom and dad got saved, Ryan John the Baptist. I mean, isn't that, like, (laughs) totally changed. Like, he should have got a weird name too, you know? But his name is Pain. And although we're not gonna focus on this, I want to speak this to somebody that needs to hear this. You can rise above your name. He's like, that might be my name, but that's not the way I'm going to live. And you might have a last name that is associated with something that is sad or shameful or dishonorable. You can rise above the name. And you can rise above what people have spoken over you. And you can rise. I'll never forget my dad used to say, hey, you're a Ketterling. When you go out tonight, don't forget your last name. That's a good name. Don't do it. I was like, okay, it's a good name. But some of you have not lived in that. You can rise above your name and God can say that you will not be defined by the things of the past or what other people have done. So the first line of this, he says, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Bless me. Bless me. Now, I don't know if you feel selfish praying that because doesn't it feel a little selfish? Like, God, bless me. You know, you kind of feel like, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to, you know, do you be like that? It's Okay. It's okay. And not only does he ask for a blessing, he says, bless me indeed. And the indeed there, it actually is an intensifier. It's saying like the the blessing, God, I want an indeed on it. Like I want, it's like a double portion, if you will. It's like the double amen to the prayer. Oh, that you would bless me. Amen and amen. It is a indeed intense thing where he said, I want that. I want you to understand, again, my personality, I'm like, God wants to bless me. That's the way I've lived my life. But others are like, oh, he doesn't want to bless you. He wants to punish you. And he, he's stingy and he's holding it for later. And I, I'm like, no, he, we serve a God that wants to bless us. 
When you look at what he says in the, the Bible, there's so much like, okay, Matthew 7, 9 through 11, Jesus speaking, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Like, that's the God we serve. Okay, even in creation, in creation, we miss this. We miss this. We know that line of like, be fruitful and multiply, Right? But before that comes about, it says in Genesis 1, 27 and 28, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and every living creature that moves on the ground. Before he even decreed, he's like, I bless you. This is a blessing on you. That's the God we serve. Uh, he loves to bless us. Like, ask, seek, pray. If you ask, you know, he'll answer. If you seek him, you'll find him. If you pray, it'll be, if you knock, he'll open the door. That's the God we serve. Even when the children of Israel were away from God and he's like, come back to me. And by the way, bring the tithe back. And when you tithe, he doesn't say, finally, he's like, then I'll pour out the blessings on you. I'll open the windows of heaven and I'll pour out blessings you can't even contain. This is for people that were being disobedient. And he's like, come back, do the right thing and watch what I do. That's the God we serve. And, and, and still so many of you are like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yes, yes, God wants to bless you. Pray for it and go for it. Now, when you pray for the blessing, I want you to understand this. You are never taking anyone else's blessing from someone else. You're like, God, bless me indeed, bless me. You're not like, bless me and don't like be like, and not him. You know, it's how it is. Just, you just pray for your blessing. And you know what you can do? You can bless me and bless them and bless them. And you get a car and you get a car. And bless, you know what I mean? Bless, bless, you know what I mean? Like go Oprah on it. You're like, yeah, bless, bless everybody, all right? He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. He never runs out. He is not, serve, he doesn't have like limited blessings. He's like, all right, who asked first today? You know, all right, here's a little slice for you. <laughs> All right, we got to save a little for Rochester and a little bit for Duluth, but River Valley, you can take ground and a little bit for Canada. We got to know if we He doesn't do that. He's unlimited. There's nothing you could ask that he would be like, I, can't, I, I ran out. He never, ever, ever runs out. I, I heard one the other day, and I don't know who, who, who made this up, but, but I... You know, I'll say like, I'm so optimistic that I believe like the glass is half full and comes with free refills. Like I, I, I heard somebody the other day, they said like, God's so good to me. I have to drink from the saucer because the cup is overflowing and I drink from the saucer, not even from the cup. I was like, it's another level, like saucer blessing. Good night, saucer blessing, okay? It's okay to ask for yours, okay? Now I'm gonna tell you, you're not taking anybody else's, okay? And you shouldn't get jealous of anybody else's because they didn't take yours. It's not like, ah, oh, they got it and I didn't. And, and that was mine. That's not what happens. God impressed this upon me years ago. We were with some friends and they had an incredible blessing happen to them. We're having dinner with them, pastors, and they're like, you'll never believe what happened. And they share this incredible blessing. I'm like, you're kidding me. That's amazing. I cannot believe that that happened to you. That's incredible. I mean, and I'm in awe of like, could that, wow, that's pretty awesome that that happened to you guys. And, and as they're doing that, I'm just, uh, on the outside, I'm like, that's awesome. And on the inside, I'm like, good for you. You know, I, 
I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. And the next morning I go to prayer and God, God convicts me because that's what happens. And he's like, I uh, sense some jealousy there and a little, like, you know, envy right there. I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, look what, look what happened to them. Look what you did to them, you know? And, and God said, you can't act that way. You need to bless them and be grateful that they got that blessing. He, and then he said, they didn't take your blessing. I had that for them. No one ever takes your blessing. And in that moment, I'm like, well, then good for them. Praise God. Good for them. And, and ever since then, I have lived a life saying, I will not, like, I don't, I don't care what you get or what happens to you or who you meet or where you go. I'm like, praise God. Praise God. And here's what I did. After that moment of prayer, I just prayed one time. I just said this. I said, God, I will never pray this other than this one time because I just want to show you I'm not jealous. I'm not envious. If you did that blessing for them and you ever want to do that for me and there's one for me, like, I would receive it. And I'm going to pray today only, but I'll never ask you again because I trust you. I completely trust you. Fast forward like five years later, the exact same thing happens. And God's like, I got your blessing. Nobody ever takes your blessing. Nobody ever takes it away. We should be celebrating others' blessings and we should be praying for whatever blessings God has for us. And so we're going to do that. We're going we're to pray. And so we're going to say, God, I, I, I pray for this. And, and, and Lord, I, I ask you to bless me today. And when you end your prayer, put a double amen on it or an indeed. Lord, bless me indeed. Now, Bruce Wilkinson, the author of Prayer of Jabez, says this, when we ask for God's blessings, we are crying out for the wonderful, unlimited goodness that only God has the power to know about or give us. What does that mean? That means we trust the what to him. Oh, that you would bless me indeed, but you know what I need. You know what's gonna get me in the places you need me to get to. You know, like Jabez did not fill in the blank. He didn't say, this is exactly what I want. He, he said, God, bless me, bless me. And he says to enlarge his territory, which we'll get to, which is like, give me the influence for your glory. But he doesn't say exactly how it's gonna be done. But how many know that we put the things in there, we fill it in. We're like, oh Lord, bless me indeed with lots of money, right? We fill it in. We say, Lord, it's got to be money. And, and no, no, really, you don't want the money if God's blessing is not on it. You don't. So you're just like, God, bless me indeed. Whatever you have, bless me. I'm open for the blessing. I'm in the ready position for whatever you have for me. Uh, Proverbs 10, talks about when God blesses you with wealth. It says, the Lord's blessing brings wealth and with it comes no sorrow. You don't want to have like chase after thing, like I bless me, bless, bless, money, money, money. And then the sorrow comes with it and the emptiness and all that. And I think about that famous uh, uh, line. I can't remember exactly how Jim Carrey said it, but he said, I wish everybody could get all the money in the world that they wanted and, and have everything they ever wanted and then realize it won't make them happy. It's, that's a loose paraphrase of what he said. But we pray for that. We're like fill in the blank. We say, oh God, it, increase my fame. Increase my followers. Lord, you know, uh, no bots. Give me real ones, you know, increase my followers. And I want fame and this. Um, I'll tell you what, I, fame, when I see people that are famous, I'm, I feel sorry for them many times. They can't even be normal. They don't know if anybody loves them for them or for their fame. They, they have to run and hide. Um, I'll never forget when 
Connor and Logan and I were in the airport and um, we see Evander Holyfield. This is years ago, like years ago. Like he had fought Mike Tyson just a couple years earlier and, and like, you know, Mike Tyson like bit part of his ear out. You could see like part of his missing. Like we were right there talking to him. And then I said, hey champ, I said, uh, you know, we're believers. We love Jesus like you and everything. And, and we talked for a little bit. I said, is it okay if the kids get a picture with you? And he's like, sure, sure, sure. And so we posed, they posed for a picture and Connor and Logan are there with Evander Holyfield. And, um, and then as soon as we take the picture, People realize it's Evander Holyfield. They're like, hey, hey, it's Evander Holyfield. It's the champ, it's the champ. And then the boxing champion of the world is running through the airport, running away. We're just drinking our smoothies and champ's running. He's got to run for his life because he's famous. I don't, like, you think, oh, make me famous. No, no. Like, Lord, just use me where I am. As long as you know my name, that's good. I mean, I wrote this down in my journal. We want people to be talking about us long after we're gone, when really we should desire to be talking to Jesus long after they're gone. We got it all mixed up. We're like, talk about me, talk about, talk. no, no. I'm gonna be talking about, talking to Jesus long after you're forgotten. And I'm for, like, I wanna be in his presence. We pray for friends, family, good health. All those are good things. But don't fill in the blank. Ask this way, 1 John 5, 14 through 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. We should be praying, God, according to your will, according to your will. Bless me, bless me indeed, according to your will, according to your will. Lord, I'm gonna pray for things that I know for certain that you wanna bless me with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faith, greater gifts, boldness. I want you to, I, I'm gonna pray for effectiveness. I'm gonna pray for having enough to overflow and to bless other people. I want to live a life like Psalm 37, 4, that says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Lord, according to your will, according to your will, bless me indeed. Bless me, bless me, bless me. All right. I hope you feel convinced. I hope you feel convinced. I know I'm looking around. There's some people that are like, they are already on the bless me train before this. And they're like, yeah. And there's others. I'm like, come on, you can do it. Come on. Ask for God to bless you. It's okay to do that. He's your loving, heavenly father. He's already blessed you with more than you could ever imagine, okay? So just, you can keep asking, all right? The second line, and uh, we're gonna go through two this week and then two next week. The second line, oh, that you would enlarge my territory. This is where you ask God to enlarge your life for greater impact for his glory. You're not like, enlarge my territory, you know, we're upsizing and it's bigger square footage. And, you know, it, it's not that. You're saying for your glory and for your honor, could you enlarge the territory, our sphere of influence, the, the, the area that we minister, the things that I do. And, and I, I want to be, I want to share things from the church, but I don't want you to think that these blessings are only for the church. They're for your life too, but I'm just sharing what God has done in me. Now, in 2005, roughly around there, when we prayed this for the very first time, church was about 900 to 1,000 people. And the book came out in 2000. Somewhere in the midst of that, between 2003 and 2005, I preached that series and did it. Just like every, I started praying it. And I started to notice that God started to enlarge our territory. And if you know the story, we just wanted to be a church of 1,000. That was as big as my territory was in my mind, 1,000. 
And all of a sudden, we get to 1,000. And I'm praying this, and I'm praying, God, bless me indeed, enlarge our territory, increase our influence. And God starts increasing our influence. And we have to get to this point of like, what are we going to do? We've already, we're already 1,000. We start another church. Um, and the people keep coming. And so in 2007, I'm praying about, do we build a gigantic four or 5,000 seater, or do we go multi-site? And many of you know the story, and you've seen the map before, but for those that haven't, I was praying this prayer. Again, not like word for word. It wasn't like this was the key. It was just a tool. It was part of God awakening me to think bigger. Okay, I grew up like in an average middle-class home. Like if we got like the, you guys don't probably, like y'all know name brands now, but when I was growing up, there was like tenny bumpers, like the, the ones that looked like rubber tires. And then there were Nike Cortez, okay? $5 at Kmart, you know, $40, you know, $30. Mom, dad are like, we'll give you $5 for the tenny bumpers. If you want the Cortez, earn the, mow the lawn. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the world I grew up in. I didn't, I, you know, I grew up in that world. And so for me, God had to enlarge my thinking. Uh, he had to let me see that he had more resources and more blessings and bigger vision. And, and I was in a small church. It was a couple hundred. And, and you know, it was, it was never much more than a couple hundred. And so God's like, no, I've got bigger. I'm going to expand your thinking and so in the midst of this, God's expanding my thinking. And I'm like, are we going to do this big place or not? Are we going to go multi-site? And I prayed over it. And I'm praying like, God, could you increase our territory? What do you want us to do? And I want to show the map again. I think I asked him to put some circles around it. Yeah. OK. Um, I don't know if you can make that bigger. Can they make it cover my whole, like, get rid of me and just make the map there? I don't know. But maybe I'm asking for something on the fly that they're like, nope. That's his but you get the point, whether they make it big or not. Um, you see the red circles, that's a map of Minnesota. And you see the red circles, that's areas where I was praying for us to go multi-site. The one on the bottom is, is Faribault. That, and I'd never been to Faribault. And I put, uh, like, God's like, in, in, I'm like, God, enlarge our ter territory. And he's like, put a post-it note on Faribault. And the one on the other side of the bottom, that's Rochester. So someday God's like, you know, got that in our future. I don't know when, but I put a post-it note on it. And you'll notice I put one over uh, in Egan. I got one up in Edina. I've got one in, the, in Minneapolis. I've, I've got one that's real close. That's actually in Stillwater, but, but it's, it's real close to our Woodbury. Do you get it? I mean... Hey, I wasn't perfect. <laughs> but the point was, God's like, enlarge your territory. Put those post-it notes down. And now you see us enlarging our territory. And for us, it was part of that process of God saying, pray differently. Pray for blessing and pray that you'll increase your territory. But it wasn't just there. It was the 500 missionaries was an answer to prayer. You get that? It's not just, oh, more campuses. We're like, Enlarge our territory. And God's like, well, now you're going to send 500 to the world. I'm going to enlarge your territory. It's going way beyond what you thought. It's not just within these walls. And so, and, and I've learned this. It would be, it's easier to take it easy than it is to pray this prayer. It'd be easier to be like, no, I'm just going to take it easy. I don't, you know, there's a lot of blessings out there. And I know you're not taking, I'm not taking anybody else's, but Lord, you can give mine away. You know, I'm just going to take it easy. Really? You want to live that way? 
Parable of the talents ring a bell, you know? Like, I, I don't want to live that way. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, no, if you've given me three, I want to turn it into six. And if you give me six, we're going to turn it into 12. And 12 is going to turn it into 24. You get the point. Okay? Uh, we want to live in the way that, that, that we say, God, we desire this, and, and we want to do something for your glory. Bruce Wilkinson asks a great question on page 33 and 34. He says this, if the God of heaven loves you infinitely and wants you in his presence every moment, and if he knows that his heaven is much is a much better place for you, why on earth has he left you here? Because he has work for you to do. That's what Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Like, we're here to do works for him. We're here to bring him glory and honor. So we should be praying, God, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory. God, I'm ready for what you want to bring this way. Lord, what do you want to do in my neighborhood? Enlarge my territory. Uh, in the unplanned, like, can I just tell you this about my neighborhood? Right now, we moved in November, and, and we've only met one neighbor. Like, when we were remodeling, we, we met one neighbor, and that was it. We haven't met any of our other neighbors, none. We live in a cul-de-sac. We haven't met any of them. It's winter, and, you're, and I'm, like, dying to meet. Like, I'm, I'm supposed to be the light in that neighborhood, and I don't even know them, you know? And I'm just like, I can't wait for the snow to melt all 87 feet of it, you know? But, like, <laughs> I'm praying to enlarge my territory. Like, I, I literally, when I drive down our street right now, I'm like, I'm the chaplain of this street. I'm the pastor of this street. We don't have a campus here, but I'm the pastor of this street. Like, I'm going to enlarge my territory. But even in unplanned moments, and Bruce Wilkinson shares about tons of those, that he just says, God, enlarge my territory. And God's like, all right, I got somebody for you to minister to. That's simple. Like, it could be that simple. You're like, you don't have to start another campus. It could be enlarging your territory that God brings somebody that's hurting that you get to minister to. Enlarge our territory in missions and kingdom builders and kids ministry. You get the point. There are people that have said, enlarge my territory of influence, not my sales territory, but my influence for the kingdom of God in corporate America. And I did a, 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 a Zoom Bible study for major Fortune 100 companies with all their Christian groups. They're like, enlarge our territory, Lord. There's others that are like, said, Pastor Rob, I was praying and I believe God gave me another business to start and God is enlarging my territory with a new business and with new ideas because I'm all about kingdom builders and I've asked God to enlarge my territory and that's what happens. So that's how it's worked with others. There's a retired guy that has a cabin by the, by the beach and everybody walks by his cabin. He's like, God, increase my territory. He's retired. He's like, what do I do? So he goes out and buys pop and he buys water and has s'mores. And when everybody's going to the beach, he's like, hey, need a pop, need a water? And he's become the chaplain of the neighborhood. And at night, they're making s'mores at his place. He's led a bunch of his neighbors to the Lord with s'mores. My wife just signed up for s'more ministry. She's like, I'm in, I'm in. But do you understand? We think, well, that's church, it's campus, it's this. No, it could be s'mores to increase your territory. Probably shouldn't talk about those during prayer and fasting. Anyways, all right, yeah. Man, we are going to pray these prayers because our God specializes in working through normal people. And he says, you know what? If you will pray prayers asking for the supernatural to join your natural, supernatural is going to show up. And so many of us don't pray it. We don't do it. Like, let God do the expanding in our life. Let's pray. Let's go after this. As we take ground, I'm just praying that we pray these prayers uh, in this way. Now, here's a contemporary way that you could pray that second line. Oh, God, 
Please expand my opportunities and my impact in such a way that I touch more lives for your glory. Let me do more for you. Isn't that a beautiful way to pray it? So you can pray for the blessings, God, that you would bless me indeed. And whatever you have in store, Lord, I'll, I'll gladly receive it. And I won't be jealous of other people. I will thank God for whatever they get, knowing that you want to bless me. Then you pray this way of expanding your influence and you see what God does. And we're gonna, we're gonna take ground. We're gonna take ground. And we're gonna pray this prayer. Again, the components of this prayer, we're gonna pray it. And throughout this year, I believe that God's gonna launch us into expanded territory. Literally with Chaska. Uh, also, I think literally with more services that we're gonna start. And then I, I just believe altar calls, expanded territory, those are lives. That's the territory we want. We want lives to be claimed in Jesus' name. I believe that. And the 500, we are gonna pray for this and do this. So join with me right now and let's pray this and believe that God wants to bless us. So Lord, we just pray right now, and we just pray that you would bless us indeed. Matter of fact, if you feel comfortable with your own voice right now, just as a whisper, would you say, bless me indeed, bless me indeed. You just say that right now in the church. You just ask God. You individually say, bless me indeed. God, we're saying, bless me indeed. We desire it. And we're not taking our neighbor's blessing from the left or the right. You're, these are our blessings that you want to pour out to us because you're a good God, a loving God. You're abundant. And so, God, we pray for that. And, God, then we pray for the influence, the, the ability to have greater influence around the world, in our church, in our life, in our school, in our neighborhood, in the marketplace, wherever we go. Wherever we go, may you expand the territory and the influence. May there be God moments, may there be God breakthroughs, may there be God buildings, God things that just happen over and over again. Lord Jesus, we thank you for that. And Lord, I just pray the last two lines, even though we didn't pray, uh, we didn't speak about it today. God, I, I just pray that your hand of favor would be all over us. And then I pray that you keep us from evil. You keep us from evil. You told us even in the Lord's prayer to deliver us um, from evil. And, and, and so, Lord, we just pray for that. Lord, as we're blessed and as we're moving forward, keep us from those things that would derail our life, destroy us, because the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy, but you want to bless, you want to increase, you want to enlarge, and may your favor be there. So blessing on the church as we live this out, as we pray this, and as we take ground this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, indeed.